Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. Today, I have an awesome guest. He is the Managing Director of Success Resources, a director at Infinity Group Australia, a global leader in the entrepreneurial education space, a serial entrepreneur, investor, and the co-host of LinkedIn's first TV show, Level Up TV. Success Resources Global is the largest and most successful promoter of personal and professional development programs in the world. They have staged and marketed world-class events to over 12 million participants for over 20 years in regions such as Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, China, UK, Spain, Germany, South Africa, Italy, India, US, and Canada. The list goes on. Welcome, Michael Lane, and thank you for being on my show. Wow, what an introduction. Thanks, Ethan. Appreciate it, and uh, great to be on the show. You're welcome, mate. I'm sure it's going to be awesome for all the watchers and listeners today. So you're a very successful entrepreneur. So initially, for those people who don't know who you are, just please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Yeah, look, it's it's been a, a long and sometimes bumpy journey. It's, you know, I'm in my 21st year of business. Uh, I was 19 when I started my first business. And I was a young, aspirational, sometimes egotistical uh, young guy who just wanted to make more money, make a difference and live a good lifestyle, to be really honest. Um, you know, and I quickly realized that having dreams and desires doesn't mean you're going to be successful. So I started several businesses. Um, most of them failed, let's be really honest, you know. But I was the young guy who was happy to dust myself off, get back up and, and have another go. And it wasn't until I went to a seminar back in 2003 where I went, oh, wow, someone's talking about stuff that I think about myself. And I went to that seminar. I bought a program that changed my whole life. And look, it really changed not only my own personal thinking, my journey, but it got me really excited about this industry called the personal development industry. And uh, now I'm fortunate to have a business um, in many countries like you just uh, read out. And it's funny, I'm, I'm listening to that going, wow, you know, this all started from an idea and a dream and a, and a thought to be involved in this industry. And to hear you rattle off those names, some of those countries I've still never been to, but we've ran events in and we've, we've done business there. So that was uh, exciting and humbling to hear. But um, as an, I'm, I'm passionate about this space. I'm passionate about entrepreneurs and making sure they've got a, a clear path to education and growth. And uh, I feel that's my calling. This decade, I want to impact a billion people via the world's best education. So working hard, um, despite the craziness that is lockdown slash COVID slash Delta. Um, but, mate, I'm excited and, uh, you know, there's a long way to go, but, you know, on my path. Awesome, mate. What a story. And, you know, to, from that to, to where you are now, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that as well, as I'm sure many people are um, around the world. And, you know, you promote really the biggest names in the world, right? Like we're talking Tony Robbins, Sir Richard Branson, Robert Kiyosaki, Gary V, JT Fox, Jay Shetty. I could probably just say a hundred names, right? The list goes on of all the biggest people in the world, right? On the stages, which is amazing. So, um, you know, from your perspective, I just like to know, what is it like, you know, to help them to get their messages, their products, their services out to the world? 
Yeah, look, to be honest, by the time they come to us, they're already world class, right? You, um, you know, the Tony Robbins of the world and, and some of those people that you mentioned, um, let's be honest, they're going to be successful without us. Um, they're just those type of people. But look, it, it's exciting to be able to do business with them. It's exciting to be able to travel the world with them. Um, you know, Tony's a great example. We've done about $900 million worth of business together in 25 plus years. Now, that sounds exciting, but we've impacted about 4 million lives. And to this day, I, I talk to people and one in five have been to a Tony Robbins event that I usually talk to. So, you know, it's exciting to be able to be a small piece of the puzzle that helps scale their message. And uh, it's exciting. And, you know, these, these are world-class entrepreneurs. Um, but to be able to learn from them, pick their brain backstage, sometimes travel with them to different parts of the world, it's, it's been really exciting. And, uh, you know, it's been a great journey. Yeah, awesome. Love that, mate. And um, yeah, you're definitely putting your part out there for us, like people like myself, right, To and many others to do it. And um, yeah, like um, COVID's changed business, like what you said, right, massively around the world over the last 18 months, depending on where you are. We're in lockdown at the moment, you know, here in Australia, in two of the biggest uh, cities and states. And, uh, you know, around the world is obviously different depending on where you are at the moment. Um you know, the events industry has been one of the hardest hit apart from the travel industry, right? Because obviously we can't do many things in person. So I'd love to, you know, when this has all happened, how, you know, Success Resources yourself have had to pivot to continue to grow during this period. Yeah, look, it, I'll be honest, it's, it's been the toughest part of my business career. And look, I've had some monumental failures in my career. Um, this is not a failure, but this has been you know, tested me to the very core. And to give the listeners uh, some kind of context, in 2019, we had our biggest year ever, uh, about 154 million in sales, uh, 525 events in 37 countries, 293,000 ticket sales to live events. And we started 2020 with the biggest quarter we've ever had. And then, as we all know, March 2020, everything stopped. And like the travel industry and a lot of other industries, it just stopped immediately. So it, it was, you know, at a point where it was like, wow, what does this look like long term? What's it look like short term? So, you know, we, we had to get really creative. We had to, you know, pivot out of this. And I hate using that word like everyone else at the moment, but We've been very fortunate to be able to have a digital virtual component. And my heart always goes out to those people who don't have that, the, the travel industry, the, you know, the airline industry, even your local dentist, you know, you know just you know, not being able to, to sit down and, and do what you do and what you've always done. My heart always goes out to those people. So I'm very lucky I've been able to um, iterate, innovate, you know, and get a bit creative in delivering this. Because here's the biggest thing I realized. We never had a mission to run more seminars than anyone else. We never had that. We had a mission to change people's lives. And we can still do that today. Today, you and I are connecting here. And I hope that anybody listening to this will get one piece of advice out of this that might think, huh, I can still go and, and do something I'd love to do. So, you know, we, we, we never aim to be the biggest seminar company in the, in the world. We just aim to help people change their life. And today we can still do that. And I'm very grateful for that. 
Yeah, I love that. So awesome. And, you know, Zoom's become massive and all of these things now and all these other programs. And it's great, right? Like, you know, we don't have to meet people in person as much as, you know, I think there's always another level for in-person events. I don't think you can technically do the same thing virtually. It's not exactly the same, but that's okay. You're still able to get a great experience, right? In its own way, which is, I think, the main thing in these in these ways. So, um, you know, talking about in-person events, um, I'd love to know from your end, because you're obviously, you're in this industry, you're talking to a lot of people, I'm so sure, around the world and things like that. When do you see large in-person events starting again, I guess, in Australia as well as, you know, around the world? Look, Athan, that's the million-dollar question. Actually, it's a billion-dollar question, right? And this, this industry has grown to be a billion-dollar industry per annum, uh, definitely pre-COVID. So it really depends on region by region. And we know in Australia it's really state by state, not even country by country, right? So um, I, if I had to bet on it, I would say September, October next year, we will start to look at our schedule coming back to being significant events happening. Um, I still think we're a year away. But it's funny, Athan, I've got a lot of interest right now to run large-scale events in the US. Uh, The US, we know, you know, it got hit really hard really early. Depending on your lens, it's still getting hit pretty, pretty heavy right now. But they're learning to live with it uh, for good or for bad. And the market's coming back. We see the live of music event space coming back. We see theatres coming online. We see movie theatres opening up. So I have a lot of interest right now from speakers and clients who want to tour the US. So if, and here's, I'd go as far as to say this, um, if I could get out of Australia right now um, and I went to the US, you could run plenty of, good events in the US right now. Um, the UK is in an interesting phase. You know, it's, uh, you know, still got plenty of case numbers coming in, but a very high vaccinated population. Um, we've already started to do live events there, sub 500 people um, with great success. So that's exciting. But, you know, the Australia, the Asia region or corridor, which is typically the backbone of our business, um, that won't be open. I'm going to say another 12 months for live events. Yeah, no, great for that. And I'm looking forward to that as well, where we get to do it. And then also travel, right, um, outside of the, the country. Hopefully early, um, you know, 2022 next year, we'll be able to get out and, and visit the US and, and enjoy other things as well. So love that. And, um, you know, let's talk about maybe a bit of a combination, right? So, you know, live events stopped. Virtual was massive. We're talking about live events now. Where do you see the future, right? Because I'm sure there's been a big shift now in going, okay, we can actually potentially reach a lot more people now with virtual, right, around the world because you know people don't have to go in person and things like that. Where do you see the future of events and these seminar things going in the future once we are technically opened up, I guess, around the world? Yeah, it's a great question. And I've, I've spent many sleepless nights in the last 18 months thinking, well, what does a post-COVID world look like in my industry? Look, there's definitely going to be an appetite for large and live events. There definitely will be. Um, nothing can, you know, can replicate the energy you get. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, so nothing will ever eradicate that. There will definitely be a space for that. But there's definitely now a space and a model for virtual events. So I, I'm working on some different modelling at the moment where we might start our funnel with virtual events, And then as we take clients through that, 
we'll take them offline to maybe smaller, more exclusive, um, higher proximity uh, opportunities to, to do live events and in-person events. You know, then I'm working on another business at the model, uh, model at the moment where it will be 95% virtual. And, and there'll be once a year where we do some live component. So and it's, it's very interesting. Me and my business partners, we're sitting back going, well, we did 525 in, in 2019. I never want to get back to that ever again. You know, that was stressful. You wake up and at any hour of the day, there's an event happening somewhere in the world. You know, 10 a week. Um, it, it really did grow like wildfire. Um, but it was stressful, right? It's, it's not easy, you know, having a business like that. So I know I definitely don't want that. But I think there's a hybrid in there of, you know, we're, we've, you know, getting the whiteboard markers out at the moment going, what about 25 big events globally in the world somewhere? And then if clients love that, then they can actually buy a virtual back-end program where they don't need to come back to that room or that geographic. They can log on and do the course that comes after that. So, you know what, Athen, we haven't figured it out. And we're still kicking around the can going, what if this works? What if that works? But there's no doubt we can impact more people with a virtual model than live ever will. So here's an example. I said 293,000 in 2019. So almost 300,000 tickets sold. We did 657,000 in four months last year. So, you know, if, if, if the goal is to truly impact more people, then we should be focusing heavily on the virtual model. So as we stand here today, I, I don't have an exact model just this point, but I know both of them will work in different ways and in different formats. And it depends on the brands that we're aligning to and in partnership with. You know, Tony Robbins tonight in Australia, we've got a virtual event. You know, we've got something like 30,000 people registered for this event. Um, you know, we, we, we would never say to Tony, can you come over and do this evening event as sort of a preview to the UPW event? Um, that would never happen. We, you know, the economies of scale don't work for him to get on a jet and come over for three hours and go back. But to be able to do this for three or four hours, completely free, he's in his studio, we're here for 30,000 people. It's a great opportunity. So, yeah, we're still, we're still tackling a bit, but we've got a bit of time. And, you know, we've been doing this long enough to know that we've got a, we've got a big goal and a mission to help people and we'll find a model that will work. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things is testing in business, right? And I think that's what's going to happen, like what you're doing at the moment is seeing these and then it'll all come out. I'm sure you'll work out an awesome model so everybody wins um, in that moment too. And, you know, a word you just used before was proximity, right? Um, and I think that's a big thing, you know, especially at in-person events, right? When you're around people. And I know that, you know, at, at the events, normally your diamond tickets, right? Are normally the ones that are the most expensive. Yeah. You get a seat closest to the front, you know, and there's a lot of other benefits as well on top of, you know, the, the other tickets that are around there. So, you know, once our events, you know, open up again in person and we get to go to them, if we were to buy one of these tickets, you know, what should we do to make the most of this experience? Oh, such a good question because no one asked me this and people pay a, a really good amount of money to, to have these better seatings. And I don't really think they take advantage of it. 
Um, so for people listening, typically when at our events, we have some really affordable seats. You know, you can see Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, Gary Vealis for about 39 to 50 bucks. Now, if you are an absolute go-getter and you, you understand this proximity play, you can sometimes pay anywhere from 1000 to 5000 to interact with the speakers, you know, be closest to the stage, get photos, go backstage, all those kind of things. And if you truly understand the power of the proximity play, then your investment's a marketing investment, right? Um, I know you've had some proximity to some amazing people, even at our events, and you know how to leverage it. You know how to go, you know what, um, I'm going to make the most of this experience, right? So when, when you invest in yourself like that, you've got to get an ROI. Too many people are coming to events, even with the, you know, the cheaper seats, they're not spending the day going and meeting people. They're not, you know, doing all the things they should do when they invest in themselves. It's great to get a return on investment from the content you receive. But I'm, all, I'm always thinking, what's my double or triple ROI? So for me, that can be, I'm going to grab content and I'm going to write stuff down and resonates with me and, and learn that. But then I want to meet seven people and I want to book two coffee meetups after that, right? And then I want to go get a photo with the speaker and, you know, hopefully, you know, build a maybe connection or, or just use that, you know, footage or that, or that photo to help leverage me as an expert in my field, right? There's, there's many ways to do it, but um, I, I'm glad you brought that up because not too many people, they spend really good money, but they don't get that double or triple ROI. And that's where the real growth I think is. Yeah, I love that. And I'm happy to have asked that question as the first one. And, and thank you for the response because I think it's, yeah, so awesome. There's, you know, the proximity of people, right? A lot of people say it's not who you know, you know, it's um, it's not what you know, sorry, it's who you know or, or who knows you, right? And and mm. those relationships that leverages can be the difference, you know, with with opportunities that come from that after in business or, or anything in life even as well. So love that answer. Um, and, you know, I guess... I'm sure there's there's many aspiring entrepreneurs like myself, right? That you know want to speak on the biggest stages in the world alongside the greats, right? Like you know I've got an amazing podcast now. There's maybe other people are doing that. You know they want to maybe they're doing their own sort of events, but they're wanting to get to that next level, right at the top. Um, you know what piece of advice can you give us so that you know we can get the opportunity to speak, you know, on your stages and other you know big stages in the world as well. Yeah, it's a great question. I do get asked this a lot. And, um, you know, I'm always in the market for who's got the next amazing message. And everyone listening to this today has something unique and amazing about them. They just need to understand how to articulate that and put it into a process, right? So, um, you know, we started out with Tony Robbins 28 years ago. But, you, you know, you mentioned some of the other people that we've got on our stage. Some of them we've had to go partner with. Some of those have come through the ranks as a junior speaker who are now the most successful speakers on the planet, right? So um, we're definitely, and, and again, pre-COVID, one of the biggest constraints for me was where's the next group of talent that's coming through? Who can I work with, right? And it got actually quite scarce where I had to go start tapping on people's shoulder and go, hey, I love what you've got here. Can you go away, follow this model, and send me through P&L reports and stuff that comes every quarter. I just want to see where you get to with this, right? Because, you know, we, we've got a, 
and, and Australia is getting much better at this, but you know, there's, there's some great coaches out there, great speakers out there, but they don't build their model correctly to make it enticing for someone like me to help scale it. Right. So they build it a particular way that they think it's going to be, um, you know, exciting for a promoter, but it's not. There's a very specific rule and message that you have to follow to become attractive to help scale if you want a partner like me. So, you know, I love that Australia's getting a lot more talent that's getting out there, they're sharing, they're putting their camera on, they're getting, you know, a professional uh, um, channel like yours, right? Um, but it's what you do with that and it's how you build your business. Um, I've also had other people who um, you would know of who have got phenomenal models, but it's just, you know, it's, it's great the way they do it, but I can never help them because of the way they built their models. So, you know, I think at some stage, Athan, I'm going to do a speaker's course. Um, if nothing else, not to profit, just to help, you know, the next wave of entrepreneurs come through to go, don't make these mistakes. You know, it looks exciting to do this, but don't do that. Follow this path and become really scalable in your model. So, you know, it's, it's exciting that I've kind of, I'm not on any flights at the moment. Well, I'm not running from event to event. It's made me stop and think and go, well, I've got, I've got some time and some bandwidth to maybe think about, well, what's a great speaker's course that, you know, I can guarantee you, you'll make a million dollars in the first year if you followed these principles, right? And, and they can keep all the money. I don't want the money. But, um, you know, my mission this decade is to impact a billion people. I can't do that as Michael Lane, right? I can't even do that as success resources. I need more Athens. I need more Kerwin Rays. I need more speakers to go, you know what, if I can touch or influence them in some way, they will go impact other people. So I had this vision, this goal, early 2020. The world knocked me off my feet to really test me to see how possible this will be. It was, it, the trajectory was there pre-COVID. What's it like now, though, when you've the rug's been pulled? How important is it to me now, right? So um, uh, I'm so grateful for COVID. I know that sounds horrible to some people, but for me, it's got me to stop, slow down, systemize, and, and scale differently. So, Athan, I'm really excited, but there's some great talent coming through the ranks. Um, I just want to make sure they build the foundations of their businesses correctly so that it can truly scale. Well, that's... That's a sort of niche passion within my my decade run this you know this uh, this next ten years. I love that. What an answer, and um, yeah, definitely gives us you know food for thought to you know to align ourselves, like you said, with the the end result, like with yourself as the promoter, right? To saying this is a model that works, and I'm sure I'll I'll be one of the first people signing up to that speakers course, definitely. So you let me know when uh, when that comes out. Um, no I guess. You know, and there would be a lot into that, like I can imagine, right, to make sure that, you know, people get the results. Now, I guess just from what I'm seeing, and maybe just in a very simple sense, if you're happy to answer this, is that like normally when I go to these events, there's like a, you know, three-day event or something, right, that these people are going, this is going to be the thing that gets you this type of result mm -hmm. that, you know, you, that gets sold into. It could be smaller things that, that happen that people are selling, right, that, you know, it's going to change their life, their business in some sort of way, right, in there. So is that in a very simple sense the best model to have some sort of event like that so then we can come to a success resources like yourself and go, hey, we've got this event that does X, Y, Z, 
um, you know, can you help us promote it? Is that like, am I on the right path? To some degree, the very first piece of this is having a an amazing product or service, right? If it's just coming and flipping houses, um, it's being done, it's not sexy anymore. You need a message that, you know, it's going to truly impact people in whatever the genre is. It doesn't matter what it is. I've, I've got people right now pitching me on the oddest things you could ever think of. But you know what? It could actually work, right? So I'm not attached to the vehicle. I'm attached to how can this impact people's life? I always love to say it's got to have an ongoing residual value for people, right? It can't be flash in the pan, hit once, and then that's it. You know, I want people on stage where people walk out of that and go, oh, my gosh, that guy or girl is still ringing in my head. And that piece there, that's, you know, I'm going to go home and pull that apart. Um, so I'm looking for the meat on the bone. But uh, uh, there's a, there are, let's be really clear, if I put my promoter hat on or, or a speaker hat on, there is a really right way to scale this business and a way that won't scale. Um, there's a way to make it promoter friendly so that I go, you know what, let's get Athen on this 15 you know, country tour. And here's the thing, and, it, and it's a bit arrogant, but if I put you on a, a global tour, there's anywhere from three to $12 million in revenue we'll generate in months. Right. So I'm very certain because there's an audience out there who are hungry for what we put out there. But if it's not built correctly, it's not going to be it's not going to be something I can help scale. So, you know, one of the things that's really tough for me is somebody who is successful. But they come to me and go, I'm ready. And I'm like, you need to break your model, rebuild it like this so that it's achievable for me to help you scale. And then they go away going, but I've got a million dollar business here. How do I, what do I do? So, you know, it, what, what I love is there's so much passion at the moment to help people. Um, you know, for the few who do want to go on the journey and scale internationally and become a truly international speaker, there is a model, there is a path. And, you know, the first part of it is you've got to have an, a really key message that's going to impact people's lives. Um, and then the rest sort of has to unfold after that. Yeah, I love that. What an answer. Um, looking forward to going on tour with you to all those countries, like you said, so um, in the future at some point soon. So um, awesome. Um, so let's let's look at it from the other side, right? Because you started as an entrepreneur when you were young, right? And you started a large number of businesses as well throughout your life, right? And you've exited most of them as well, right? So that's that's a skill in itself, right? So, um, you know, from, from that perspective, as you being the entrepreneur, what is a key factor, you know, to your business success in that demand there and in that area? And, and what have you learned, I guess, from growing all of those businesses? Yeah, look, I, I have a very different philosophy on growing and scaling and, and being involved in businesses. Here's an example, right? Um, I've either started, invested or grown 18 businesses. Um, let's be really clear. 12 of them are not going today. Uh, they didn't work out. And, and that's my own shortcomings and my own challenges. But I learn a lot from that. I, I, I'm one of these, I'm an avid learner. I listen to two podcasts every single day. Um, I document my failures. I don't, I don't document my wins. I document what did I do wrong? How would I do that better? And I've got, you know, a, a lot of documented notes for that. So, Athan, I, I'm, I'm quite particular in, um, I love starting businesses and ideas and doing joint ventures. Um, you know, I mean, I'm in the office right now of 
a company that's two years old um, and I have less than 15% in the business, but it was a joint venture. It's me bringing together two parties, one who could do the sales and marketing, one who had a great fulfillment and, and model to how to help clients come together, do a deal. And I spend five hours a month in this business. Um, it allows me to have, have my DNA and my input into it, but step out and go do other things. So, you know, if my philosophy is I'm, I'm not the type of person who will ever retire. I'm not the type of person who will do one business and stop. Um, I just closed probably one of the biggest deals of my life in the last, say, two, three weeks. Um, I will personally be the CEO of that for the first 12, 18 months, and then I'll put somebody else in there and I'll go do something else. I'm always got an interest and involvement somehow, um, but I truly believe you can have multiple businesses. You can help change multiple industries. You don't have to be just set in one thing. So, you know, um, that's just some of my philosophies. I believe you can scale quickly when you put the right team in. It was Richard Branson who taught me, said, Michael, the first thing I do when I have an idea or a concept is who's going to run it? Who's the CEO? Who's going to go in there? Because Sir Richard Brent's not going to go in and start rolling his sleeves up and do all that. He's got to find a team who can execute your idea and your plan. Then he's out of there moving on to the next deal. This is why he's had 400 different companies, right? So I've learned a lot from him. Um, the deal that I just uh, closed, I've taken 25% of that deal. Uh, I've got to find 25 staff in the next 90 days for that. Um, I will get that going with all of my entrepreneurial excitement and skill and passion. Then I'll step out of that, right? And I'll go do something else. So um, I always, you know, take a minority share. I always want somebody or other parties to have the macro share, right? So I've, I've got a lot of rules around how I involve, get involved, how I invest and my role and responsibility. So it's a little bit different. You know, success resources is still the passion, um, but it's a great deal finder for me. A lot of people come to us and the deal flow is very exciting. So I, I have a different lens on how to run, scale and operate businesses. And uh, it ticks my entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors. So it, it's been exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. And all the best with that new business. I look forward to hearing all about you'll, it. You'll hear about it soon. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Um, looking forward to it. And I guess just one, one follow-up question on that, because I love the way, you know, you were framing that about how you're looking at things. Now, you're obviously wanting a piece and, you know, you have skin in the game. So you actually, you know, want to make a big difference in that business, whatever amount of time that you put in it. I guess, you know, is that always the way that you invest? Or do you also look at other deals and opportunities where you're like, you know what, that's a good company or business where I can get in at a good price, you know, to invest that's maybe either short, medium, long-term, you know, that could have a good uh, or amazing ROI and things like that. So are there other opportunities like that as well, where you're maybe not involved that you still look at investments as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm arrogant enough to think that I can get in and turn the screws and scale it quicker than someone else. That's just some of my own shortcomings. But in the last 12 months, I've made some passive investments where, um, I, I'm not involved in any of the operations, any of the board, you know, meetings or anything. Um, just with sectors and industries that are still heavily aligned to my impact a billion people, right? So here's an example. I invest in a company. They deliver 
um, educational products, events via this amazing technology, right? So I use Zoom at the moment for a lot of our stuff. Now, when you get to 18,000 people on a Zoom, it's a harrowing experience for the promoter because, you know, it, it drops out. It can, you know, it, it's buggy. And then I had a young entrepreneur who's from Melbourne message me and go, Michael, I want you involved in this, blah, 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 blah. Lo and behold, I invested in the business um, and, you know, we're just about to do a series A on that. So it's gone from a startup in, Jan in June last year to our first seed round is going to be $62 million valuation post money, right? So, you know, I love being involved in, in trying to pick who are the next amazing, you know, entrepreneurs who are bringing to market cool stuff, but it's always got to have my mission for this decade and that's to impact a billion people. I can't start up, you know, a ballet class or, or things like this. I'm here to try and make a difference and educate entrepreneurs and if that's it and it's in that field in some holistic way, I'm probably going to be an investor or, or a strategic partner. So, but that expires at 50, right? I'm, I'm 41 now. At 50, I have a goal for every decade. And this one is a billion people via education. And that's the, the, the theory. Then, you know, next decade will be something else. But uh, everything, every decision I'm making is aligned to that. Yeah, I love that. Love hearing the way that you think and um, aligning it to that big mission. That's really powerful. Um, you know, really important there. So I hope everybody is noting that down when you're thinking about investments of what aligns with you, right? Um, now, you know, coaching and mentoring, right, is is a big thing these days. And a lot of people think, oh, I, I can try and do things myself, and then they wonder why their business fails and other things like that, right, um, or other areas of life. So. I just like to hear from your point of view about how coaching, mentoring, you know, in business has, has helped, you know, you um, in what you do and what you've achieved and everything like that as well. Look, I am an absolute advocate for having coaches and mentors. Um, I, I would not be where I am without investing in coaches, having a mentor. I've had several mentors. Um, I now um, mentor other people. Tomorrow I've got um, a young lady who I mentor uh, she's got 120 staff. She's got a successful business. She's slightly younger than me, but I love the passion of working with that. And I, I don't take any money or, you know, I just love to do my part. But, you know, if if you're listening to this, are you the coach at the mentor? I say you're the mentor at the moment or the mentee. You've got to always be one in your life. You know, you should try and get to a point where you're both, you know, still getting mentored. But, be, you know, being a mentor as well and helping mentees. So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of it. Um, you know, I, another hack that I always do, like I said, is I never put in more than 25. I never take more than 25% of a company. Um, I want 75% on the cap table to have people who have got decades more experience in that market than me. I have got decades more life experience. Um, I, I, I have a few number of criteria. And if I don't have that, I may not be an investor or can I go get investors who meet those criteria? So, you know, I want people at the table who are much smarter than me, um, who've been around the block, experienced cycles. I mean, we're in a really odd cycle in business right now that hasn't been on our radar for probably a hundred years, but, you know, I want people who go, Oh yeah, we've been through something like this. Here's what we've done. So finding proximity to people who, have done and been somewhere that you haven't 
is something you should be paying for. If you can't access it and you don't have proximity, pay for it. This is why we work so hard. You need to pay for proximity. Find a coach, find a mentor. It's the best investment you'll ever make. So, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've been around some of the best coaches in the world. I've just, and and again, you talked earlier about, you know, how do you take advantage of these ticket classes? I'm the same. When I go invest hundreds of thousands into a speaker or a celebrity, I'm out the back going, hey, I loved how you did this deal. What were some of the nuances of that? And, and, and what's your advice here? Because I paid hundreds of thousands for that and I want to get value out of it. Now, yes, those people go on to be on stage and, and you know, educate thousands of people, but I'm the guy at the back going, tell me about this. What, what happened there? And, and you'll be so surprised how open these people are um, to be able to share. And, and that's why I love being in this industry. Yeah. I love that. So many powerful words there. Um, hope everybody noted that down. And I guess as we're, we're wrapping up here today, um, I always like to ask um, towards the end where possible is what one key piece of advice would you give to all the entrepreneurs watching and listening today? Oh, just one. Okay. Let me see what I can think of here. I'm going to give you two because I want to exceed expectation. The first thing is this decade, pick something you're really passionate about. Forget the other things, the distractions, just pick something, go really deep. Uh, I don't think you can try and create a billion dollar company in two or three years. It's got to be a decade long, you know, journey. And I think you need to fully engross yourself into that. The second thing is don't do it by yourself. Don't own hundred percent or something. Go get a series of rules that you will follow. And when you want to get your business going and then figure out what is that? You know, I mean, for me, I've talked about, it. I want 75% to be owned by other people. I don't want to be the only one thinking about the cash flow late at night. I want joint venture partners. I want people who are involved in this, who can go scale it. Joint ventures are super important, right? So have a detailed list of what it is you want to achieve this decade. Then have a look and go, what are my rules to doing that? How much do I want to own? How do I want to scale this? So it's just having a really strong decade-long plan and something that you're going to follow and not give up on. Here's the, here's the, 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 the distinguishing factor on why every single person I've put on stage has got to where they've got to. It's very, very simple. And you can write it down, you can hear it, whatever you want to do is they just didn't give up. Very, very simple. It wasn't something where they hit the jackpot. They did something. You know, failure is an interesting thing. Um, but when, you know, most people don't actually fail, Athen, they just give up. My whole thing is I just don't give up. I keep working, keep finding a way. You do that, success has to come at some point. Um, and I've been fortunate to experience some of that. I love that. Powerful words there. We'll never fail if we never give up. Awesome. So, yeah, we connected through our networks where I learned about your awesome journey from starting a large number of businesses to now being, you know, the managing director of Success Resources, you know, the large and largest and most successful promoter of personal and professional development programs in the world. You've had a significant impact on my life through Success Resources. I've been, you know, provided me with so many opportunities to learn from many of the world's most influential people in life and business, which has definitely taken my mindset, my life, my businesses to the next level. So, um, you know, you're an awesome guy, um, you know, very 
open, willing to share and to help people where you can. I'm sure you continue to help everyone in the world to grow through your events and, um, you know, wish you all the best with your big target. I'm sure, you know, with yourself and everyone that you're working with, that you'll be able to achieve that. And, you know, very grateful that we connected and I look forward to working with you in the future as well. So how can people find you and get in contact with you, Michael? Well, look, Athan, I just want to say thank you for those kind words. Um, you know, you're a great example of somebody who uh, I love and what I love about this business, right? You came to our events you participate, but you took knowledge, you took action, and this is why you're successful and why, you know, I'm really excited that hopefully we can do some stuff together. So thank you. Um, look, for me, uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, it's Michael Lane is my handle everywhere. Um, but I think what I'd love is uh, I, I don't want to push people to certain things. I just think if you enjoyed this podcast, um, you know, let Athen and I know, tag us, let me know that you got something out of it. Um, and, I, and I've got a real soft spot for people who listen to podcasts like this and come back to us one day and go, hey, I really got a lot out of Athen's interview with you. So Athen, appreciate you. And uh, hopefully this has helped some people along the journey. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure it has, Michael. So Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? Let everyone knows if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.